I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Rudy Povich. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every single morning at 9.45 a.m., around that time anyways. Some days we're a little later than others. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and of course Instagram, because that's where the party's at, and you'll find out if you do that. Today on the show, it's a very fine line between funny and annoying. Also, the 700 Club in baseball and in porn, very impressive. But first, let's get to some live dates, huh? Oh, Lordy, this weekend, my heart is filled with comedy. Jesus. I'll tell you guys all about Batavia, Illinois, and the Comedy Vault. Oh, my God, dude. What an incredible weekend. Uh, coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club opening up for my friend Dan Bublitz. Uh, tickets not up on their website. They had a problem with the website. If you come to me and you're like, hey, we're looking for tickets, I can get you hooked up. Uh, or just come to the box. I was show up day of. You can do that as well. Just buy tickets when you get to the venue. Uh, October 14th, the Hogs Breath in Roseville. The last time we did a show at the Hogs Breath, listeners of A Long Walk to Cleveland turned that place inside out. Thank you guys for coming to that show. We're going to do it again one more time. Myself, Rose Pearl, Ellie Hino, who is so goddamn funny. I love that woman so much. Please, if you want tickets for the show, you don't need them. It's free. Get a table. Come on down. I think you do need to make a reservation with the table at the Hogsbreath if you want to reserve a table. But the last time was a blast, man. We had a ton of fun. So I would say come on out. BJ, I'll be there. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Danielle, hell yes, we did so much fun. That was, oh, that was so much fun. October 15th, the night after, uh, that Hogs Breath show is Friday. Saturday night, I'm at Beaver Island Brewing, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, tickets uh, you can get on my website, rudypovich.com. And then December 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, back again with the crew, Jonathan Kite, Ryan Neeson, Mike Eaton. Oh, my God, this weekend, you guys. Jesus criminy. The Comedy Vault might be my favorite club in the Midwest. My God, was that place amazing. The venue, the staff, the people, the crowds, the club, the lighting, the sound. The, I have the, the green room, the fucking green room was outstanding. The food was incredible. I'm so, I'm blown away by that place, man. I had so much fun. I mean, we were out till 2.30 every night. The people who own the Comedy Vault, Liz, and to, to Liz, Abby, everyone at staff, fuck, dude. You guys were so awesome and so good. Here's how good, here's how good the shows at the Comedy Vault were. I made a joke about a windmill. It got an applause break. That's how goddamn good the crowds at the Comedy Vault were. If you've never been to Batavia, Illinois, I don't know why you would, but now you have a reason to go. Go check out the Comedy Vault. It's an old bank. The vault is still in the comedy club. It's fucking rad, dude. The reason why uh, that joke... Apparently, I don't know much about Batavia, but Batavia, kind of a smaller community. They're Dutch. 
They have a big wooden mi- windmill. That's their thing. It's like a, it's no cherry on a spoon, but a wooden windmill. And like old school, man. It looked like they plucked that thing like, you know, right out of the Dutch countryside and plopped it right in the middle of Batavia. But uh, the, the Friday night show, I got up, uh, I was hosting all them shows and I said, uh, first thing I said when I got, uh, got on stage, I was like, you know, doing the obligatory, hey, thank you guys for coming, blah, blah, blah. I said, uh, I said, wow, Batavia, you guys are awesome, man. I was like, when I got into town today, I just wanted to chill out, take a small little drive. I just wanted to take an hour to myself, drive around, check out Batavia, see what you guys got going on. And then uh, after I finished up, I looked around and went, well, what the fuck am I going to do with the next 47 minutes? Batavia, quite small. The very tight knit. I said, uh, got a huge laugh. I then said, I was on my drive today, and I saw your windmill. People start clapping. And then I go, uh, and then uh, four minutes later, I saw the same fucking windmill again. Applause break. Ryan Neeson, who was featuring on that show, looks over at Mike Eaton, who was also uh, on the show, and he goes, did a fucking windmill just get an applause break? He's like, dude, tonight's going to storm. It was hands down one of the best shows. I got off stage, and Jonathan Kite is... He's he's good with the compliments, but he only dishes them out when it is apropos. When it's when it's happened, he'll let you know, man. Like the one of my favorite things I've ever heard Jonathan Kite say is a uh, an acquaintance of mine, a friend of John's, got off stage and he had just gotten done bombing terribly in front of a large crowd, and Jonathan looked at him and went, "Hey, by the way, Netflix called. They passed." But I got off stage and John's like, holy fuck, dude, you crushed tonight. I was like, that's the, that's the most fucking fun I think I've ever had in my life. And then everybody after me. I mean, if I'm up there doing that well, I can only imagine what Jonathan Kite's about to do. And he fucking leveled that room. Leveled it. Man, it was awesome. Uh, I got We got so much great video, so much great footage, tons of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to start posting clips here in the next couple of days. But trust me, man, this is... It was one venue, one show, one. If you are in that area, if you check out the Comedy Vault on their website, if there is a comedian that you are even remotely thinking about going to see at a venue and the closest place they're coming is the Comedy Vault, it's worth the trip. Absolutely. Downtown Batavia, great restaurants, killer bars, nice people, clean. Fuck, dude, I can't say enough good things about it. It was so amazing. So, yeah, so glad that uh, this weekend happened. And, of course, and the thing about weekends like this is when you have material and you're just like, I just don't know if this is good. Is it, is it, is it going to hit? I'm not sure. If you try it on Thursday, by the time you get to Saturday early show, that fucking joke is primed, man. Like, you know exactly where it needs to go. And that's the thing about doing – like – Listen, open mics and small five-minute showcases are great, but if you really want to start learning how to do this job and do it right, you got to get like 10 to 15-minute sets. You have to learn how to, to, to immediately gain the trust of a crowd, lose it, and then learn how to gain it back again. You have to learn how to carry momentum. If you, if you just keep plugging away, like Jonathan made a great, we were sitting around having breakfast on, uh, on Saturday morning. This is the four of us. And Jonathan had made a good point about you can, a goldfish will only grow as big as its bowl. So if you're up on stage 
and you are acting the size of the rooms you are playing, you will never get to a bigger room. And I'm like, that is fucking brilliant, man. I never thought about that. If you just keep telling yourself, like, I can only do this because I'm in front of a crowd of this size, you have to go up there. That is the one thing I fucking, I'm going to talk about Adam Levine in just a moment. All those years I spent having to work in Top 40 Radio, I, for the most part, hate the fucking music. But there was one gal, and I'll never forget her, even though I'm spacing on her name right now. Strike that. Reverse it. Let's go back in just a moment. This is my fight song. Take back my rights. Take back my life song. Yeah, Rachel Platten. She's fucking really nice gal. Super smart. I think she married a lawyer. That was probably the smartest thing she ever did. That and released a song that just keeps giving her mailbox money. Fucking song, Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more pandering to a group of women ever? This is your fight song, ladies. Time to take back your life song. I don't know if you've noticed, Rachel, not much has changed since the fucking... It's not like that song came out and like, oh shit, we're changing our ways. Thanks, Rachel Platten. But the one thing I will say about Rachel Platten she was this very sweet woman, very nice, interviewed her. She was great. She played the room like there was 500 people in that room. She played it like there was 50,000. When she was on stage, I was like, she maybe it's just the lights blinding her. She doesn't see the crowd, but she acted as if she was playing fucking Wembley Stadium. And that was the thing that just like blew me away. I was like, wow, good for you. She was up there in the moment bringing people to her level. A lot of times when you're on stage and the crowd's not into it, you sink down to where they're at. You can't do that. You have to be up on top. You have to bring them up to your level. And that's exactly, and I, I always think about that and I go, anytime I'm in that moment and the crowd ain't feeling it and I can tell I'm starting to like lose my cadence and my energy and you know my rhythm is starting to slow, I always think Rachel Platten fucking bring people to you bring them up to your level don't go down to theirs uh what's up tara how are you hi erica nice to see you what's up kimberly saw you were hosting a show this weekend hopefully that went well for you right on uh scooter anyone want to sit at a table uh together again absolutely you guys should make it happen man make it happen Uh, i think you do i'll have some more info about that this week i got other shows that i'm trying to promote right now but we'll have more information about that show at the hogs breath coming up october 14th not your typical place where you would think comedy would thrive but every time we've done a show there man those shows are well attended and they kick ass so we are uh, we're looking forward to it let's chat for just a moment real quick about adam levine because i was having thoughts about this guy over the weekend everybody posting their their little Photoshop text messages from Adam Levine where they would post a picture of their weirdly shaped body and then he would go, holy fuck, your fucking body is absurd. Or whatever weird monosyllabic thing he was saying. Dude, when you when you were in your 40s and you have abs, I don't expect you to, you know, be fucking up and up on grammar. I would be surprised if he knows how to spell abs. That's how good looking he is. And everybody was losing their shit about it, man. I was reading like all these like TMZ reports. I was reading comments online about about I, I why would he do this? He's got a he's got a family. He's got a he's got a baby. He already has a hot wife at home cuz he's Adam fucking Levine. That's why he fucks tens. 
Because if you were that good looking and that talented, you would do it too. Here's the thing about Adam Levine. Adam Levine, super talented guy. I will give credit where credit is due. He's a great guitar player and an amazing singer. And on top of that, he's fucking jacked. He's super ripped. So you think our, you know, our brains are meant to go out and try to spread our seed as much as we possibly can. You think a dude like that, yeah, yeah of course he wants to get married. Of course he wants to have somebody at home. and he, Everybody wants that. But there's also a side of him that wants to fuck hot pussy. And why would he not go out and fuck hot? And this is not a story. A super hot guy fucks a super hot girl? Yeah. If he fucked a squatty Guatemalan lady, I'd be on board. I would 1,000% be like, this is a news story. If he traded dick pics with Caitlyn Jenner, I'd be like, that's a fucking story. Him fucking a super hot, you know, Instagram influencer, not a story. Of course he is. And we're all like, oh my God. I bet that... I, six months ago, we all just went around and went, dude, I bet fucking Adam Levine hits a lot of ass. I bet that guy hits a ton of hot ass. That's all that guy does is just... He's a total stick man, and he just, you know, puts the screws to hot pussy all day. And then he, we find out that he fucks hot pussy, and we go, how dare he fuck hot pussy? How dare that guy? Who does he think he is? How dare he? No, that's what we expect out of him. Like I said, he starts like, you know, toting around with like gals who are like five foot two and easier to jump over than walk around. Then yeah, that's a fucking story. Like you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger probably had a ton of affairs. Probably. But the one gal that he knocked up and had a love child with was this like, uh, what, uh, what was her? I'm trying to think of the where was she from? But she was like not your typical A-list celebrity wife side tale. This was a gal that like, but that, but that's the thing. People have their thing, man. And even though you can get a ten, if you have a thing, that's your thing regardless of what it might be. I mean, you hear all these stories about, you know, Richard Gere. Richard Gere could, I mean, Richard Gere was fucking Cindy Crawford for a decade. Because he could. And he probably wanted to keep up the facade about, this is who I am and this is, you know. But I bet behind closed doors he was kind of like, I just kind of want an overweight gal to just peg me. That's all he wants. In the meantime, he could also bang Claudia Schiffer. It's a good life. It's a lot of swinging of the pendulum. Ah, let's see, Scooter, let's start a long walk to table. It would be, oh, please, please start a long walk to Cleveland table. If you guys want to get on board, that would be fantastic. I'd love it. Um, Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, those, those honk breath shows are incredible. Danielle, yep, hot as hell, not surprised at all. And the memes are right. Yeah, the memes are funny. I don't like the fact that everybody is just like posting a picture of them and then it's just like, I changed my shit up. I changed mine to my mom's cell. (laughs) Like I accidentally sent my mom a shirtless picture of me laying on a park bench and then my mom does the, oh my God, you're, yeah, a twist. You got to throw a twist in there, right? Jesus. Anyway, a lot of news going on right now. You guys see this Jeffrey Dahmer? series on netflix america's really eating it up huh 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 oh shit wait a minute hang on 
America's really eating it up, huh? Uh, oh, that's uh, speaking of uh, corny jokes. I am on the Monday Night Comedy Show tonight, downtown. I guess not downtown, Northeast Minneapolis, at Spring Street Tavern Club Underground, the six hundred and seventy eighth Monday Night Comedy Show, I believe. Anyway, can't quite remember. Uh, I was at Tenacious D earlier last week. Was it a Monday? Yeah, Monday. So a week from today. A week from today. And I uh, went to Tenacious D, and while we were there, there was a guy standing next to us, kind of a bigger guy, overweight. When I say overweight, I mean like dad bod, not like, you know, but a dude who was definitely well into his 40s, probably had a couple of kids, and one of those guys that just like doesn't know how to fucking turn it off. It's a very fine line between annoying and funny. And this guy, I'm sure to him he's hilarious. And to maybe one or two of his friends, he's a goddamn riot. But to everyone else around him, it's like, fuck, dude, you are annoying. And then the guy farted. That's the worst when you're in general admission at a concert and somebody drops ass. You're like, come on, you fucking animals. God. But this dude completely cropped us, the entire Tenacious D crowd. And then is off-key, loudly singing the wrong lyrics to the song. Not because it's funny or he's fucked up, because he has to have attention to him. And that's the thing that drives me bananas. I was watching a little bit of uh, some TikTok viral videos, and this one came around where a, uh, an American Airlines flight had its intercom hacked in by a person who just, it, for all intents and purposes, just sat there and grunted and moaned. N- didn't say anything funny, just wanted to piss off people on the plane. <laughs> Dude, see what I mean? Very fine line between funny and annoying. <laughs> so fucking stupid. There's no substance to it. There's no angle. It's just you being an asshole just on the intercom. Which I get probably in that moment you have a couple of, you know, Bloody Marys. You figure out... I, if anything, that guy should have been, like, giving out, like, false reports, you know? This is your captain speaking. Right now, we're about uh, 31 feet over the Sahara Desert. Something, anything besides just moaning like an asshole. That shit's fucking irritating. Also, uh, I told you guys, there's only two things in life that make me cry, and that is uh, movies about people with special needs that are overcoming adversity. Dude, you want to see me ball? You just go ahead and play that goddamn standing outside the fire Garth Brooks video. And that fucking kid falls on that track and his dad comes up to him and he refuses to let people help of his son. And he's like, get up. Get up, son. And then his son gets up and he finishes the race. Fuck! I turn any basement into a flood. I cry my eyes out. That in sports. Sports, for whatever reason, man, make me tear up every time. Because 
I don't know. It's just the adversity of it. We put so much stock into it. And especially when you hear about guys that come out of nowhere, that have like worked so hard to be able to get to where they're at. You're like, man, I, I totally 1,000% can, you know, empathize with that person. Also, real quick, just a sidebar. I don't mean to go off on a tangent here. And this isn't a Green Bay Packers versus Minnesota Vikings, you know, fucking sidebar. But what I'm saying is, yesterday I was watching the Vikings game. Everyone complains about Aaron Rodgers being such a crybaby. All he does is cry. He's such a complainer. All he does is whine to the refs. Have anybody, has anybody watched Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings on the field? That guy is a fucking baby while he's out there. Complaining stuff. He threw a fucking temper tantrum on the sideline. Threw his helmet. Like a, just having a, he's in a pendulant frenzy. A pendulant frenzy. He's pendulant and he's having a frenzy. Jesus Christ. That's all that guy does is fucking complain. But for some reason, nobody, everyone's just like, hey, man, he's just very, very passionate. But Aaron Rodgers one time looks at a ref and goes, what the fuck? And they go, look at that crybaby. Look at that piece of shit. Fuck you and your stupid haircut. Go take ayahuasca in the middle of a desert, you fucking asshole. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, um, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, sports. <laughs> I've dug Albert Pujols for a long time. I think he's an uh, upstanding, upstanding man with a great career and inspiration to a lot of people. To be at his age and still doing what he's doing, the fact that he got into the 700 home run club, man, it says a lot. Albert Pujols, homered earlier tonight, is one swing away from 700 career home runs. Pujols You know, and it only took him 47 years to get there. Woo! Congratulations. Say what you want about the steroids era of baseball. It didn't take that long for Barry Bonds to get to 762. All I'm saying, it was actually kind of fun to watch them dudes all beefed up and jacked and, you know, hitting balls out into the goddamn river. There was something fun about it. it takes a little bit longer when you ain't got the steroids in you to be able to hit 700 home runs. Maybe that's why baseball... It's kind of fledgling. Maybe you got to start bringing that shit back. Let them guys roid it up a little bit. That's what people want to see. We want to see these giant monsters just jack huge home runs one after another. The sanctity of the game. Go fuck yourself. I want to be entertained. That's what it is. It's sports entertainment. That's exactly what it is. Regardless if it's football, wrestling, rugby, whatever, man. Roller derby. I don't give a shit. That's what you're doing. That's why you are out there, to entertain us. So, entertain us. Oh, no, he's batting a... Right now, he's batting a 289 uh, during the month of September. He's uh, 0 for 1 right now. He's got a 2 and 3 count on him. Looks like... Uh, that can't be a 2 and 3 count. Got a 3 and 2 count on him. He's actually out. He's still standing at the plate. He's got a, two balls, three strikes against him. I don't know why they're allowing him to still stand there at the plate. Anyway, I think my wife is cheating on me with the bat boy. Moving on. Um, let's see. Um, God damn it, John Shane. You're using big words I can't understand. Androtesterone. Fuck, I'm a moron. Uh, steroids. We'll just say that. Steroids, the golden age of baseball. I agree. 
<laughs> Just fucking bring that shit back. God damn it. Um, yeah. But, uh, they, you know, they... <laughs> Spindly dudes hitting doubles all day. Who gives a shit? I want to see guys get up there and just fucking smoke home run after home run after home run. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right, guys. I got work to do. Uh, let's see, John. The stuff's so similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at those dudes back then, man. And, like, they were... I mean, n- no joke. You really should go check out Mark McGuire's forearms. When he hit... Uh, what was it, number 62 that year when him and Sosa were doing the race? When he hit number 62, I remember watching it. It wasn't even that great of a home run, which kind of sucked. I mean, it barely got over the left field wall when he broke the record. But there was something about watching that dude. I mean, he, he looked like just he looked like he was up there playing with little leaguers. His fucking forearms were as big as my thighs. That bat looked like a toothpick in his hand. Like, he was just a monster. It was awesome to sit and watch, man. I loved it. Bring it back. That was the most fun time of baseball ever. Dudes jacking out home runs and, you know, people screaming at Barry Bonds while he's up to bat. And, dude, I don't know. There was some. There is a great meme out there. If you go and look at Barry Bonds from his, like, his first year with the Pittsburgh Pirates to Barry Bonds' second to last year with the San Francisco Giants, those are two different people. They don't even look. They don't even look like they were the, at one point the same. Nothing. Barry Bonds was spindly, tiny little mustache, full head of hair, good-looking dude. Cut. You get to that last year when he broke that record, when he hit that home run, like that wasn't the same guy. His head was just growing out of his shoulders. There was no neck anymore. He was massive. But like I said, best time to watch baseball. Uh, we'll see you guys tonight, Monday Night Comedy Show. If you're around, please come out downtown. And I always say downtown, northeast Minneapolis, over at uh, Spring Street Tavern Club Underground. And then coming up this weekend, Gutty's Comedy Club, Friday and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. for both shows. If you do plan on getting tickets, uh, hit me up. I'll send you the link. I know they're having problems with their website right now, and I don't know why. The owners hit me up today, and they're like, by the way, if anybody's asking, here's the link. We don't know what's going on. We'll figure it out. But uh, if anything, like I said, just show up to the venue that night and um, you can be able to pay there as well. So uh, find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every morning, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You guys, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it every time we take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.